From Sedona to the Stars, Who Are We, Really? For a very, very long time, a great table has been set by each of the spiritual traditions for humanity to partake. Sometimes these pantheons sit elbow to elbow for a while, and sometimes their tables are dragged behind impenetrable curtains, serving up their own hidden access to God, the mothership, or some other route to source. Like all things in our third dimension, however, spirituality does not exist in a vacuum, but in a political realm of intrigue. Not only that, but in our duality, what looks like it is of the light often carries an equally dark side, and what looks like it is of the dark may conceal an agenda of matched light. This is all to say that there are some pretty big strings attached to how you might find your way to source and know who you truly are from where we stand in the surface world of duality. When Kenneth Wapnick standardized his renowned translation of A Course in Miracles, the word soul was considered too controversial, so he sanitized Yeshua's words and called it spirit. However, the original ACIM transmission found in Ted Poppy's Renegade Sparkles edition because of the cover retains the word and role of the soul in covering the ground of our separation back to source. Being connected to source or what passes as source is how we know who we truly are. Sometimes we have a genuine connection to higher realms of light and call it source. Then we tell that story. In my case, one of my particular stories is that I am part Elven, a hybrid of the Lyran and Syrian star races. As you might have guessed, telling stories gets you only so far up the ladder, despite how ardent you may be in seeking the platter with your mission on it. Even if you've traced your own personal descent through all the successive stargates, which the star knowledge elders know as Jacob's Ladder, our cosmic experience is still one big story with its own set of limits. It is only when we can kick away the ladders and allow all our stories to fall that we can leave the cocoon to graduate. Think about it. Another way to look at it is that it is only when we embrace it all that we can ascend beyond it into what's called no time. And this also goes for all the hours we may have spent doing inner work in, say, constellation therapy, getting to know our particular karmic inheritance, the lines of drama in our soul families, and so on. It's the same for getting to know all our personal gene keys, no matter how many times they are pummeled and masticated to see what's juicy inside us. I like how Andrew Bartzis puts it, that we stand here as the best of the best in 25 million years. So who are we, really? First, we have to address how we know what we know. There are two ways, and both are necessary. One is to listen with your heart. It has been suggested that we learn to think with our heart and feel with our brain. This refers to a balanced brain in which the circuitry in the left and right hemispheres are plugged in and integrated, producing a kind of intuitive logic, whose wellspring is the heart. For example, you can know what is real and true and good through how it feels, especially through negative example, when someone is demanding or steps out of joy around us. 
Our fetus-like heart cells were the first to define our physical body. These humble cells radiate an invisible resonant field for intel gathering and projection around each one of us for, say, 55 feet. Who knows what it does in higher dimensions? So listen to your heart is the first thing to remember, but it is not enough to fully know what is right or true or good. You need to follow your gut instinct. Many martial art traditions locate the seed of the soul and the path to paradise here in the lower belly, also known as the dream body. Master this and the heart has the fuel to explode in knowing awareness. Being grounded is not just a good thing, but a necessity for the soul's activation. Otherwise, your sojourn here will be replete with painful misadventures or opportunistic deceits. We close the gap of our separation from source when we finally meet our multidimensional selves. Now, this can happen laterally in an explosion of the heart and, like Kishori aired, walk around in no time as a present human being. Or, according to the Keys of Enoch teachings, it can happen as we meet our higher and higher, larger and larger selves. Sedona's Rion de Rouen says it can happen as we vertically meet our even-numbered dimensions on the right, or night side, and our odd-numbered higher dimensions on our left, or light side. We actually spiral upwards between them all. This is why it is said that we are our own gods, and that we can find ourselves and God within. That within happens to cover a lot of territory. There are even our fractal clones to consider, made from bits of our DNA and manipulated consciousness, as in so-called mind control in this part of the galaxy. Galactic historian Andrew Bartzis even says we were birthed as multiple beings, presumably to better resolve karma, in past epochs. In higher frequency Lemuria, there might have been 50 to 60 of us born at a time, whereas in Atlantis, 7 to 10. Personally, I've been watching all the channels of me which morph and pass by in rapid succession in my bathroom mirror for many, many years. I can ask to see my brightest incarnations and my face is concealed by white light. Still, this remembering is just a form of storytelling, as my meeting with my higher selves could well be. As Ram Dass once said, be here now. Who I am really is right here now. I am Astara, from Sedona to the Stars, until next time.